1: By popular demand, the mayor of Evergreen Park, Kelly Burke, on this show. An Evergreen Park ice cream shop that's been here for three decades on this program. And Hannah and I finally checked out Spoken Vine on the northeast corner of 95th and Kedzie. You went on Wednesday night. Yes. Yesterday. Yes. So tell me what it was like for you when you walked in there. This is one of the more hotly like waited on Establishments in Evergreen Park. It was announced over over a year ago. They've had the sign out there for a while. People keep asking me, when is this wine bar opening up? What were your impressions when you went in there for the soft open on Wednesday night?
0: I The ambiance is what got me. The decor, the open space. Uh, it didn't feel like you were in Evergreen Park. It feels like something that would have been in downtown... Uh, I don't like know a, if
1: I go downtown. A hotel Lamont bar. maybe. I'd say uh, Lamont. Yeah, like a hotel a, bar. I'm fancy, so I'm, it reminded I me of a fancy. nice
0: hotel. Uh, it reminded me of a nice hotel bar because it had the bar. It had the sofas that you could sit at. It had the tables. Um, I really liked it. Uh, what I like is they're wines that you can't just like run to Benny's and get. They're different wines. So if you do a flight, you're going to be trying different types of wine. The food is just so fresh and so good. Um, I The service was great. It's it's an open space. I just liked everything about it. It's a great place for girlfriends to go just to have wine to catch up. It's a great date night uh, to go out. And you're not that far from home. That's the great part about it. Let me
1: tell you the thing that hit me first.
0: What hit you first? What hit
1: me first was... There's no telling. At the bottom of the menu, it says 21 and over. Oh, yeah. 21 and over to be on the premises. Yep. I love that. My wife loved that. Yeah. Okay. And this is why, because I don't want to have a bunch of young moms who have decided they're going out and getting white girl wasted and bringing their toddlers with, you know what I'm saying? Like I want an actual adult bar. Yeah. And I was like that. We don't have enough. And everything
0: is family friendly in Evergreen And Park. I get that. And I yeah. love
1: it. But you know what? An adult th- bar. Not
0: everything has to be though.
1: An adult bar is cool. Like we walked The babysitters into a place,
0: are making money.
1: Right. There were no children and they're not allowed. And I thought that was great. I'm sorry, but I thought it was awesome. I thought it was really nice to go into like a trendy place and like your children aren't welcome. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I mean, I, I, I watch, I'll find out that that's not the case, but it was written on the menu. It's written
0: on the menu. No, no, Reed, the owner told me last night, he's like, get a babysitter. Right. He said, everybody in here has got a babysitter. Yeah. You got to be 21
1: <laughs> and over to walk into the place. Because I know my daughter was like, like, well, can I be a hostess? And they kind of looked at her like she had three heads. Like, this, yeah. is, an, this is a grown-up place. Yeah. And you walk in there, and I think that – I'm going to echo some of the things you said. It is trendy. It is nice. It is high class. The food was great because, like, one, I had, I had like, these dates that were bacon-wrapped. Yeah. They were amazing. And I was like, well, okay, that's good. That's a solid meal. You want to get the thing, the best value on the menu if they keep doing it. Because they had it there, they put out this meatballs. Platter. With a toast point. The meatballs are huge; they're the size of the microphone here. I mean, you see this? It's like it's like a giant. They give like, you like three of. It's them. It's like three of them with all kinds of bread around the thing, like toasted yeah. bread around it. Like you could sit down, you and your your significant other, and you could just get the meatball tray, and have some wine, and you'd be good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The, you can get a flatbread and you could be good. Like, we are trying all kinds of items. The because, pesto
0: flatbread, I right. highly recommend. We
1: were trying to figure out, like, what the place was all about. So we were trying everything, right? Yeah. But, like, you could go in and have a very reasonable night because the portions were so good. Yeah. That you were like, I don't need to buy a lot. They
0: don't, they don't skimp.
1: No. They, they don't, don't skimp at all. And no. that's what I... I like that. And I also like that... I will tell you a couple tips. I will tell you this. The, the wine flight that they suggest... Is a great value
0: mm-hmm. when I tried you it. when
1: you compare it to if you individually pick the different wines, okay? And then if you know what you want, get the big glass because yeah. the big glass is the value. Mm-hmm. Like I'm one of those and guys. They offer that,
0: three different size pours, right, but I walk
1: into a place and I look at a menu and I go, "How do I get the most alcohol for the least amount of money?"
0: Like I'm doing measurements. <laughs> You're bargain shopping. Oh, I'm
1: doing measurements in my head. Like how do I get shopping. how do I get the most alcohol for the least amount of money? So get the big pour. And if you're gonna do if you want to do the samples, yeah. do the house tasting they suggest mm-hmm. rather than build your own. You'll get the most for your money. You
0: will, and they're they're good wines. Um, I did the red flight. I didn't try the white flight, yeah, but I, don't I did like the red. White
1: wine. white wine is disgusting.
0: Oh, it's not disgusting. It's gross. Well, like Moscato, it's like awful. yeah, that's disgusting. Te-
1: all of it's terrible. Oh, I don't like on. any of it.
0: Pinot Grigio's not bad. No,
1: terrible. It's all bad. Terrible. Terrible. Everything's bad. If it's not terrible. red, if it's not red wine, it's terrible. Terrible. I, I, it's not, they, they shouldn't even be called wines, as far as I'm concerned. Sugar They're water. flat champagnes, is what they are. White wine. Sugar. That's all they are. Sugar. Okay, but you you had the what? The red wine?
0: I did the red flight, yeah. Right. yeah. And I had a rosé. I had a glass of rosé, and because it was a summer night, it's like oh yeah, I had some rosé. Yeah. It was good. I went with a girlfriend. It's a perfect place for like just you catch up with your friends and just sit at the bar. We met new people. We met new friends uh, that were sitting next to us. Uh, We stayed till, you can kind of tell they're flipping the chairs over on the table, like, hey, let's get out of here. (laughs) So, but I I liked it. I'm glad that Evergreen Park can offer something like this and that it's adults only.
1: And that quick look at Spoken Vine, Evergreen Park's brand new wine bar, and everything that's going to happen on this episode. Brought to you by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. They are our proud sponsors here on the EP podcast. They are part of Win Trust Community Banks, which is once again, number one in customer satisfaction, winning the JD Power Award for it two years in a row. It's probably because of the $300 you get when you open up a checking account. It's probably because the ATMs are free anywhere you use them. It's probably because... There are no overdraft fees, and over at the First National Bank of Evergreen Park, when I walk in the door, they know who I am. Big-time interest being earned on CDs, savings accounts, get in there, get an account for the kids, I use them for all the kids in the family, visit them today in that iconic building at 95th and Pulaski, the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. Join us on the phone line right now. Uh, she was recently the number one answer in our survey that's still going on. You can still talk about the things you love, the things you hate, the the things you want to hear more of on the EP podcast. The number one most requested guest, Mayor Kelly Burke. How are you? Wow. Okay. Everybody wants that's to hear from int- you. The- <laughs> <laughs> well, they can just stop at Village
2: Hall and talk to me or, or come to a meeting, but uh, that's that's nice to hear. Um, I'm doing great. Really enjoying summer, and um, you know, just getting excited for all the
1: stuff we've got going on. Awesome. So i uh, I was just out at uh, I don't I don't even remember what park I was at. I want to say that I was over by the by the ball fields, uh, Norris Field, that they still call it that. I, mm-hmm. I sometimes things change, but I, I saw this one park on the corner, and I hadn't been to that field in a while. And I looked over and I'm telling my son, who's my my older son, who's in high school, I'm like, remember when you used to play? That park looked completely different. Now it's like beautiful. It's been all redone. And that seems to have been in the first couple of years, one of your big pet projects, your initiatives. I've seen a lot of work on the parks and you, you know, kind of spearheading like, hey, let's go out to a park. Let's look at like what the options are. Tell me what you want from your park and you see all these parks getting updated you you must have redone most of the parks in evergreen park
2: well i mean jim sexton did quite a few of them too and you know he's uh, obviously credited with um expanding our park you know i mean back when i first moved in there was no yukich there was no sexton park you know so those were all initiatives that uh you know, predated me. And those have been hugely beneficial for the village. And I thought we need to keep up the investment. We may not be able to find, you know, vacant land anywhere around here, but uh, we need to keep up the investment because people love it. And it's so interesting that you say this, Chris, because I really have been pushing it. Um, The senior council, which is a group that meets once a month at uh, the community center, and it's, you know, they like to have different topics, and they have entertainment at their luncheon every month. They requested that I come out and tell them everything that was going on at all the parks.
1: Interesting, yeah. The parks are becoming like a really big deal. Beyond parks, are there are there pet projects that are there things you have in mind coming up?
2: Um, no,
1: I think we're pretty set on what we're doing. Uh,
2: you know, for the rest of the year, we, we start working on our budget again, like in late fall. And we start to look at, you know, what we need, what resources we have. I mean, we've done a lot of um, improvements in the past couple of years. So, you know, we'll have to step back and see where we need stuff and, uh, you know, see what needs sprucing up, what needs fixing and where we can make some improvements.
1: You know, I remember last year was kind of a mess, I wanna say, in the Southwest Quadrant with all the, the redoing of the streets <laughs> and the curves and everything like that. It looks like it's going a little bit smoother over in the uh in the in the southeast quadrant, at least from what I can see when I go down ninety-ninth Street. Yeah, I think
2: I think they're actually well almost done. It obviously it was a much smaller project on ninety ninth street than uh doing a whole uh, you know, grid of streets. But um that moved along pretty well and they were blessed with well, I don't know about blessed because we were in a drought, but um, they you know, weren't rained out and that uh, was a, a real good contractor. So um, it moved along pretty well. So they're not 100 percent done, but I'd say they're about 95 percent done. So right now they're, you know, they've got the punch list going, getting the restoration of the parkways, all that kind of stuff. So that um,
1: that 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 went pretty well. So we have a new social media manager here, and so she's much better at getting listener questions, So because she's on like oh, everything. Okay. So I have a few of them that have been given to me. So one that we were asked, this one was through Instagram, are ice cream trucks not allowed in Evergreen Park, and if so, why not? I didn't even realize this, and then I thought to myself, I've never seen an ice cream truck in Evergreen Park. Is that a real thing?
2: Uh, I, I'm going to have to speak off the cuff, and I'm hopefully <laughs> going to answer correctly, and I'll call you back if I'm speaking incorrectly. Um, I believe they are banned. And, you know, I think they're also banned in Chicago. And there was an incident in Beverly, I'm going to say about 20 years ago, a little kid was run over running after the uh, ice cream truck. I think there was a kind of slew of places that, you know, decided that having kids run out in the middle of the street after a truck wasn't the best thing in the world. But uh, I'm going to I'm going to double-check
1: that. That's fine. I understand. That's, that's a weird one to throw out at you. I felt bad the moment I said it to you. Like, how yeah. does she know about the ice cream trucks? Uh, here's here's one here. Somebody, uh, somebody's going to know about the ice cream <laughs> trucks, so I'm going to find out. <laughs> so uh, th- this next person brought up the fact that uh, Evergreen Park Police Department, the last few times that they've been in the news, it's been over in the same area. They had a foot chase that was... In the area of the of the of the Walmart over there, they had a they had a thing where there were ducks that were stuck down in the sewer, which was more of a cuter yeah. cuter story that they had over there. Is that the most active area of the village and the most patrolled? Do you know?
2: Well, so the so our retail area, which is primarily um, Western Avenue, and then you know coming east from Western, I mean that's just it's the highest traffic counts. It's the most people coming into the village. It's the most um, activity, you know, primarily retail theft, um, but also, you know, confrontations between customers and employees, confrontations between people, you know, just happening in the parking lot. So, I mean, just because of the sheer numbers of people coming through that area, um, that probably is one of the, you know, the, the most active part. Um, and what's interesting is that's also where we get a lot of our flock hits, you know that flock license plate reader camera for stolen vehicle.
1: Yeah, the scanners. Yeah,
2: we we get a ton of hits, and they've been able to recover uh, stolen vehicles from the parking
1: lots. That's great. I, I was I was recently over and speaking with somebody at the Macy's there, the Market by Macy's, mm-hmm. and I got anecdotally that basically they you know they everybody deals with retail theft, but Evergreen Park PD did a very good job of basically setting up and doing their best to squash it. Because they were like, we're not going to let people just walk in and walk out with stuff.
2: Yeah, and I know, um, you know, Macy's took advantage of um, uh, our PD's offer for them to come in. You know, have PD come in and give them some pointers and things like that for their... their loss detection people in store. And so we were able to have a nice partnership and, you know, give some things um, and some, I don't know exactly what they told them, but, you know, some pointers and uh, uh, some good strategies for dealing with that, you know, that they've learned over the years.
1: You know, speaking of EPPD, and I don't know how much you know about this, but can you take me through your knowledge or what you understand happened with, uh, they had recommendations they gave him the Most Holy Redeemer. Most Holy Redeemer ends up canceling that festival uh, out of safety. I don't know if anybody knows a the story. There was a group there, uh, uh, that was getting together on Facebook and targeting. Festivals. They had done something in Tinley Park where they had gone and tried to start fights, and it was like basically mob action that was happening. And the, and from what I understand, EPPD said, "Yeah, we can't tell you to cancel it, but we don't think it's a good idea to have it. Is that accurate? Like, what can you take me through that that process? You know what? I I wasn't in that conversation. I don't know that that's one hundred percent accurate.
2: Um, the reading I got on it was we were you know prepared to staff the carnival just like we've done in years past, but given the, you know, what had happened in Tinley park and some other places that there was a recommendation for some supplemental security. And I mean, we, you know, we have to, you know, get our officers to take overtime and things like that to do security for events. And it's not always easy in the summer. So it was, you know, not a situation where we had the, the, uh, manpower to heavily increase what we could do. So, um, I think there was a suggestion to the uh, folks organizing the, um, carnival that they should, you know, look for some supplement to it and, you know, have a security plan and work together to come up with a security plan. And then after deliberation with the carnival committee, it's my understanding that they came back and said, you know what, it's just, this is not going to work this year.
1: It felt like a timing thing, right? Like if it would have been like a, if they would have had a month to try to figure it out instead of it happening in 10 yeah. days and having two weeks to kind of decide what they were going to do, maybe you don't end up having to cancel it because you can come up with a better plan.
2: Right. You're. You're. But, you know, at that point, they're sort of scrambling to figure out, you know, how to get some um, security folks. And I, I wasn't in on those specific conversations, but that's uh, my understanding of kind of how it went down. So.
1: Well, let's talk about an event that we're having on on the thirtieth up and down ninety uh, fifth street the parade how are the how, how are the plans going, and is there anything different? Is there something new how are how are you feeling about this parade?
2: So the parade itself, you know, will be um, pretty much what we've come to expect a lot of loud engines at the beginning to scare all the children <laughs> and then um, and then, you know, the specialty groups. we we tried to um kind of do an encouragement to people in the community with groups, you know, whatever sports groups, uh, girl scout troops, boy scout troops, you know, to kind of come and put an entry, but, um, we we weren't overwhelmed with it. Um, so, you know, and I understand that people, it's a, it's a big, it's a big party day and holiday for people, um, might not be easy to get, uh, all their kids together. So we'll, we'll see, you know, we still got a couple, uh, days where people can sign up to um get on board but you know we've got some marching bands we have got a lot of those specialty units that everybody's uh familiar with so it's just going to be a great time and um you know hopefully the weather continues as it has and um we're going to have another great fireworks show at duffy so i think we talked about this last year we ended up going with a new fireworks purveyor for last year and it's uh one and, and the guy who is leading it is also a teacher at the high school. And he is enthusiastic about fireworks. And uh, he put on a show last year that just blew everybody away so he promises me it's going to be as good this year so
1: yeah that was an incredible that was an incredible fireworks show last year that was it was it was one of those things where you sat there and said wow and the crowd was talking about it as it was happening like is this is this what our fireworks show is like now like it was insane Right.
2: yeah he, he <laughs> definitely they definitely took it up a notch so um uh he so he's back or the company's back and he, he's leading it. So it'll be, it'll be a great
1: night. I have another uh, couple of listener questions for you. This one came in through uh Facebook. What is the state of 95th street businesses? Are storefronts increasing or decreasing right now?
2: The number of businesses?
1: Yeah. Like, I, cause you know, everyone's while you see a storefront, I get this question. I, I, I kind of, I, I think I've asked this question before to some of our trustees, the idea that You have storefronts, but some of them are kind of empty. And, like, are they filling up? Are we still vibrant and healthy going up and down 95th?
2: We're doing great. We do have some, you know, things come and go. um, And we do have some uh, vacancies. But we have done a great job with with filling them. There's things under development. I mean, some of them are are not, you know, jazzy things. You know, there's a heating and cooling company that bought the building at 95th and, uh, St. Louis and they're using it for an office and, you know, to store some of their equipment. I mean, that's not exciting, but it's, you know, a building that was purchased and, you know, is paying taxes and contributing to the community. Um, there's a, a dentistry office that is, that purchased the buildings like 95th and Harding that had been vacant for a long time. And they're working through, uh, you know, their plans for putting in the dentistry office. We've got, uh, the, the old, uh, Archer Bank building um, at 95th and Spaulding that was purchased by a group that um, is opening at Chipotle. Further east, we don't have a lot of vacancies. We've There's the old 79th Street barbecue at 95th and Francisco that uh, we've really been trying and would love to see a restaurant come in there. It's already got, you know, all the infrastructure for a restaurant, which is some of the drawback with putting in a restaurant in a place that hasn't had a restaurant before. It's very expensive to get, you know, all the the pipes and the gas works and everything installed, but it's in here. Um, so we've been really trying to uh, work with the, the real estate folks and, you know, tell them this would be a great spot for uh, a restaurant. And I think they've had some inquiries. But uh, other than that, you know, going east, there's not a lot of vacancies at all.
1: That spot where you're talking about the restaurant, I mean, being so close to Little Company and Mary, I always feel like if you're next to a hospital, you're going to have people that are going to come across and eat. And and so it's a good thing to have places like that.
2: Exactly. Yeah. So I think it's a great location um, for a restaurant. It's a, it's a good size. It's not, you know, it's not too big. It's not too overwhelming for somebody to take on. It's just finding the right, um, you know, the, the, the right fit.
1: One more listener question for you. Uh, this one uh, was, the question was, if somebody wanted to get involved in Evergreen Park government more than just attending board meetings, do you have any suggestions as to how they could get more involved?
2: Yeah, so we have some boards and commissions um, that uh, we have folks on, and I think currently, I think all I think all of them are full, uh, fully staffed right now. And these are all citizens you know, who volunteer their time to, you know, so we've got the zoning board, we've got the traffic safety commission, we have uh, the environmental commission, uh, the parks board. So we've, you know, got people who have volunteered for those, but people kind of come and go, you know, they have an interest in doing something like that for a couple of years, and then they, you know, are ready to move on. So um, on our website, I think we have a now I don't now I wish I was prepared for this cuz I don't want to misspeak. <laughs> but I believe on our website we might have a a boards and commissions application form.
1: You have everything on that site right now. It's been so it's it's so amazing the difference of that website from like 2 years ago. It's it's insane.
2: Yeah, so um but if if if, if they can't find it on the website, they can uh, call my office at 708-422-1551. And uh, we'll, we'll get them the application. And then, um, you know, it'll just, it, it'll, at this point, because I don't think we have any openings currently, it would stay there. But when we do have an opening, somebody retires or, um, you know, just moves on, um, you know, we can draw from interested people.
1: Awesome. Before I let you go, uh w- you, you're super busy. I can tell that I could just tell when I call up and I'm like, oh, I've got to, i I'd like to talk to her and you're, you're running around. You got so many different things that you're handling. Do you get to enjoy the summer? Do you have plans for the summer? I do
2: get to enjoy. I'm actually, we're, we're taking a, um, vacation to Michigan. The July 4th week is also the week of my birthday. So I do not like to work on my birthday. Oh, well, Happy birthday. Thank you. So we'll, so, uh, my family and I will go up, Michigan and just have a total chill week, uh, enjoying the sun and the beach.
1: Awesome. Well, you've earned it because things are going uh, pretty well around here, I would say.
2: Can Uh, I can I I tout three different four different things we've got coming up that I do want people? You got things to tout? Yes, (laughs) I have things to tout. So uh, you know we we've been trying to you know hear what people are looking for and provide some different you know uh, events and things like that. Um, But we you know we're a Small village, we're real community oriented. We don't want to make it so big that it's you know overwhelming for us. We want to give things a try, and if they you know are successful, we can um, make them grow as it comes along. So, we're having our um, food truck festival, which we tried last year, which was a huge success. It is July 27th, Thursday, July 27th. So, it was so successful. The food trucks that were there told all their friends. So, now instead of three food trucks, I think we've got six and a coffee cart and, you know, we'll have a bar set up and uh, there'll be ice cream treats and all the sort of fun stuff. We'll have the DJ out there again. So everybody come out for a real, uh, you know, great night on Thursday, July 27th. And then we're trying something new. I think a lot of people don't know that we actually have a liquor license at the driving range.
1: No, I didn't know you had a liquor license at the driving range. Yes.
2: So if you go to the driving range, you can, you know, buy, buy beer, have a glass of wine after, um, they've got a TV set up. You can, you know, you could watch the U S open. Um, they do have a limited food, uh, situation too, but I talked to people who were like, Oh, we, you know, we order from Los Angeles <laughs> and get the pizza delivered to the driving range and hang out there. So we decided to take advantage of it. The driving range manager is just a really inventive guy. He was actually our employee of the year this year. And um, I asked him, what do you think about kind of turning the driving range into like a little club a couple nights this summer and seeing how it goes? So we are doing it July 14th and then a day in August. I want to say August 25th. So Friday nights, we have uh, hired some acoustic guitarists. We'll have drinks. We're got. we going to have Chairs all set out. We'll have some bean bags. Just real low key. You don't have to draw. You don't have to golf or anything. It's just a hangout spot. It's a beautiful spot to watch sunset, listen to some music, uh, have a drink with some neighbors and friends. You can bring your kids. You know, it, it's just going to be a, a you know great night. You can have a beer, finish your beer, go take a walk through the park, come back, have another beer. Um, so we're going to give those a try and let's see. Let's see if it's something people like. And then if it is, you know, maybe we could expand
1: it next year. Awesome. You got a lot going on. We we try.
2: We've we've had our thinking caps on all winter about all the fun stuff we're going to do in the summer. So,
1: Well, I appreciate you taking time to talk to us. And uh, like I said, you are the number one requested thing on the EP podcast. So I look forward to talking to you again. Well, I'd be happy to do it, Chris, and I hope you feel better. Building relationships, supporting the community, and service. 1559 to talk about the things that are important to you and how he can help you protect them. The EP podcast out on the scene at Cravings. Uh, if you have not found Cravings yet, I don't know what you've been doing in Evergreen. Park. this little ice cream shop over over on the corner of 99th and Kedzie uh, is a favorite in my house. Uh, the kids walk up here all the time. My daughter worked here for a short amount of time. And Anna Zalas is sitting here with me. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Chris? Good, good. Uh, five years, I heard, as Cravings, right?
3: Yep. We went independent five years ago, 2018.
1: Yeah, but you did ice cream in this, yeah my dad a, had this
3: a spot. long time 25 years prior so 30 all together.
1: that's crazy to me I mean I, I always talk to people who want to start their own company their own business they're thinking about getting into tech they're getting to, they're getting into like apps they're getting into all these things and and you've made a living your family has made a living for all that time serving ice cream is that crazy is crazy to you as it is to me because to me it's like wow that's a long time to have ice cream as as like the thing that you all do it is,
3: and we've been serving families for years now, seeing them like yay high, barely able to see over the ice cream, and then now staring us in the eyes and ordering for their entire families. It's it's a really beautiful and touching thing, and, we're really happy to be part of this experience.
1: How do you stop yourself from eating at all? Because you'd have to roll me out of here. They'd have to double up the door if I had access to ice cream all day long.
3: I have a one cheat day. If I open up the floodgates too early, then it's, I'm done for. It's so. like a bar
1: owner can't pour yeah. beer every day. That might, might, might knock yeah. them down a little bit. Exactly. Exactly. So how many how many flavors of ice cream do you have here on average at, a, at any 30. given time? 30, 30 to 40, yeah. Now. Where do you get the ice cream from? Are you are you guys creating it? Are you working with somebody to get certain flavors? Are you doing research into what people like at certain times of the year? How do you figure that out?
3: A little bit of all that. We try to curate best of the season flavors we get um, from local distribution nearby, but um, making our own is something we're looking into in the future as well.
1: That's awesome, very cool. Are there things that are more popular at different times of the year? Like in some restaurants, they have like a spring menu or a fall menu ice cream to me, I don't know if that, that happens. Are there things that you noticed certain times of the year you, you need something out there that you don't normally sell at other times of the year?
3: Yeah, it's definitely seasonal in terms of flavor. So like fruitier flavors in the summer, fall, more apple pie, those like deeper, richer flavors, and then eggnog and peppermint for the holidays. People wait all year for this and they buy it by the tub.
1: One of the things I've seen you sell in here a lot, which I and We just had somebody walk out before you sat down with me, and they said, normally I have to wait till I go to a carnival to get a funnel cake. And I have been here on nights where I see people come in two, three in a row, and they're just getting funnel cakes from here. That, that You must do big business on just funnel cakes. Yeah,
3: that's our number one seller. Are They are to die for funnel cakes with Sundays on top. It is something you'll be craving literally over and over again, like hence our name, you know. <laughs> there,
1: are, there are like these, they're massive when they yeah. come out. They're just, and, and and people are carrying them out to their cars and I'm like, they're not gonna try to drive with that in their hands, like that seems crazy. I mean, you have people who come in here and get these and then you, like you said, you make it into a sundae, you put the ice cream on top, you got all the toppings on it. It's insane. When did you start doing those? Is that something you've always been doing? Is that a, is that a new thing recently in the last couple of years?
3: We brought it out maybe a couple months right after we opened in 2018 as Cravings. Okay.
1: So you, you, you kind of mentioned it, the name Cravings. Is that the idea, finding like things that you wouldn't get normally in an ice cream shop that people sit there and say, yeah, I, I I have a taste for this and I can't find it anywhere else? Exactly, yep.
3: And we have a lot of customers that are like, oh, I've just been craving this. And they're like... I love it. I get it.
1: (laughs) Like, yes. That's awesome. You get a lot of kids from the neighborhood to come in here and work here. Do you you kind of feel like now after all these years, you get so many people to come walking in there that at some point sat behind that counter and dished out ice cream? And you you seem that you probably know a lot of people in Evergreen Park just because of that.
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely. People still bring up like old times and all these different things. And just seeing kids, you know, like I mentioned, like barely able to talk. And now, you know, they have multiple siblings and they're. 15, 16 years old. I'm like, whoa, you grew a foot since the last time I saw you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So... Give me the ice cream that's your favorite. Do you go? Do you go around and like? Is is it different all the time, or is it like there's a go-to for you?
3: Well, my name's Anna, so everyone used to call me Anna Banana, and banana is like also my favorite fruit. So banana pudding, hands down, my favorite. <laughs> Second, key lime pie. Key lime pie. Yeah. See,
1: I'm one of those chocolate guys. Like I like the little bits of like cookie in there, or like the Oreo, or like or the cookie dough, or something like that. Like I go crazy on that. I can't. Im- I, some of these kids, they're like, I want like a cotton candy ice cream. I'm like, I can't even imagine wanting that for ice cream people have different tastes don't they
3: it is i feel like there's different personalities too for different taste buds like rainbow sherbet people they always have like a wild side to them the kids usually go fruity but then you get like a very you know young person ordering a very i I don't know mature flavor like a butter pecan and a five-year-old wants it it always blows my mind.
1: That's awesome. Uh, you're right. You're right, Kitty Corner, the high school. Yes. Is it? Is it better? Do you get like bigger business in the summer, or do you love it when the kids are in? Do they come filing in here after school?
3: Uh, yeah, and there's actually summer school and summer programs too. But yeah, if uh, you're coming around three o'clock, expect to have every seat taken. <laughs> <laughs> uh, backpacks everywhere. People, we charge their phones half the time in the back. Oh, that's awesome. They're waiting on rides, so it's a little safe haven for all of them. You know, that's
1: really cool, really cool. Well, we're doing a thing called the Battle of Evergreen Park. We're going to put cravings in there, so there, it's all the different like establishments from the restaurants to bars to ice cream shops, and we're going to throw you in there. So it's going to kick off sometime here in the later part of the summer. Summer, but we're going to see how you're going to do. I don't even know where you are going to be in the seatings. So we got to sit down. We got to figure this all out head to head. But I would think this place here could have some traction because you've got years and years of people coming here. Uh, you might have some people that are, are, are very loyal to Cravings.
3: Oh, yeah. We are so proud, even for this experience. So thank you.
1: That's awesome. Well, Anna, Anna thank you so much for joining me on the EP Podcast and uh, uh, continued success here. I mean, what the heck? Uh, five years is Cravings, but like almost three decades, it sounds like, uh, in the ice cream business for the family. That's amazing. Oh, well, thank you, Chris. Thank you so much. It's the EP Podcast All Things Evergreen Park. It's the EP Podcast Evergreen
2: Park.